like I was doing a nice little neck twist. Ugh. And ow, I like heard a big crack. It hurt. And you weren't like tilting from side to side like this. Something like that. I yeah, when you don't do it for a while, sometimes it happens. Like I can't. Of course, I can't do it now because my neck is. After fine. I had such like a big active day where like there was just a lot of heavy pushing and moving around, that was not the best idea to do. I think. Mm, yeah. That's something to do. You um, lift things up and you put them down. That is exactly no. what my job does. Actually, you know, no. speaking of my job, I didn't uh-huh. think I told you this, but the building's coming down. What? <laughs> is the it, building is coming down. Is it being demolished or falling apart? Like, what? Which is it? I mean, both. Okay. I mean, the building's been falling apart mm. since, like, before I got there, but, you know, now it's actually going to get demolished. Okay. Yeah. After um, I almost had a fire a few weeks ago too. I think I remember I told you about that, right? Did uh, I tell you guys I had the fire? And then I had it's, like. It's been a while. Yeah. I had the fire there, and then I had to call the fire department also to come here because our fire alarms weren't working. Oh Jesus! It was it, it was not a fun day. It was not a fun week. Um, wow. Uh, I got the lights just running. What are you doing? Well, I I'm drowning in 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 toys. Because I, I have returned from Canada. Oh, Canada. I've, I've returned, and, and to speak in my native tongue. <laughs> that. <laughs> was, that, was that the opening of it? Yeah. Like just the opening note? Yep. Oh, of course. I don't think I'd ever heard the actual Canadian national anthem until I was at a hockey game once, and just like yeah. they they played it. Like, oh yeah, if you're at a hockey game, like if course. they don't play, if if the guy running the soundboard or whatever the sound system doesn't play the Canadian national anthem, you, the whole arena, someone is legally required to break that man's legs. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Take his kneecaps. Yeah. If he if he starts playing any other national anthem, he better start running. Mm. I mean, he's got a head start, right? Surely. I mean, also, he's probably getting chased by people that are on ice skates, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, the, uh, I mean, it's not just limited to hockey players. It's like the whole... Oh, arena. the whole arena is open. The spectators, it. the audience, yeah. Good luck to that guy. It's like, find him! <laughs> Keep going! We'll get to him eventually! <laughs> he can't stay in there forever! He must play the Canadian anthem! Yes. <laughs> he has to. But you know what we has to do? What do we has to do? We has to tell you all where we are. And I don't know where we are, but first, let me tell you that I'm Jared. And as far as I'm aware, I'm Jordan. And now I remember where we are. We're at the J&J Securecast podcast, a podcast about... Who cares? Uh, I believe we care. Yes, we care because it's stuff we care about. Yes, and if and if we're talking about something that you don't care about for whatever reason, uh, but you can you can skip to something that you, maybe you do care about by checking the time codes that Jared or I always lovingly take the time to write in the description, depending on who edits this. But tonight we're talking about uh, things like uh, we're finally talking about Kenobi, the end of it. Oh yeah, we're talking about Miss Marvel. Uh, we're talking about the boys uh, ending. Uh, I'm talking about my trip to Toronto, Canada. Uh, I'm gonna talk about how much I enjoyed Staten Island on the Fourth of July. I just had, time to, I had fun watching yes. all the fireworks. 
and uh, just a bunch of other things. Nice. Yeah, just a bunch of other stuff. We got a lot of small stuff. We want to talk about the big TV shows and such still today. So for now, what else? We start off with how we usually do with some previous episode corrections and little fun notes. So I got two things from uh, episode 57. So my cynical ass thinks that Star Wars Tales of the Jedi is just going to be a launch point for some other animated series. Jared, think about what you think about what property you're talking about. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> Come on, it's Star Wars, man. They're they're trying yeah. to sell toys. Same thing with Marvel too. Yeah, everything just. A but hey, point. as long as it's good, it's fine. Like yeah, what if was a launch point to see if they could do zombies? They're like, oh, we can do zombies. Okay, great, we can do zombies. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't sure if they could do zombies. Then they did the short and they they did the what if episode. And it was like, oh, we can do a zombies show. Why not? Mm-hmm. Who cares if it has to be good? I mean, that's what a lot of people are, I hear a lot, are saying about some of the other Marvel stuff nowadays. And I'm starting to see what people mean, I think. Yeah. I'm starting. Yeah, people I'm, are I'm, starting to get uh, tired of it, a little bit tired of it. And I get it. I think I'm just not enjoying like. There's something reserved about this uh, phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, almost. Yeah, it's a lot of TV shows, not a lot of big movies. Uh, it's been. It feel like I feel like we're just going through a lot of setup. So, what other things do you think we could like try to see from this too? Like, do you think we'll finally get maybe a Mace Windu series? Uh, I mean, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, James Earl Jones came back to voice Vader at over 90 years old. I can see Sam Jackson coming back to do a little something. Do you think they get him back or they just get the voice actor for Mace Windu from the series? Uh, depends on how much money Disney wants to spend. Yeah, that's true. And throughout- I guess, oh, either animated or... If they want to... Like, an- like you can, if you want to, if you want, hell, bring back, um... Andy Tarkovsky to do, like, a Clone Wars 2003 style, like, Samurai Jack show. Oh, that'd be fun. Why not? What? Yeah. What? He, what, what's he doing right now, anyways? I was, I was just about to ask you that. I'm wondering what he is doing now, because the last thing I could think that he made was Primal. or Primal. Yeah, Primal's probably the last thing. He's probably in the midst of working on his next uh, ma- magnum opus. Something, or something like that. <laughs> Whatever his next project. Uh, next project. Yeah. I just really, I just really like that, anim- that Samurai Jack animation style. It's just He's nice. Currently in production for unicorn warriors eternal an upcoming family <laughs> event series for hbo max and cartoon network interesting all right so he's kind of locked he's locked in for a little while yeah he's got another thing unicorn wonder if it's gundam related mm, i'm i'm not sure about that <laughs> yeah but like also like uh, let's see if there was any other thing i would say from this tales of the jedi um i would like to see some of the other Jedi and how that they you, they could do so how some of the other Jedi survived Order sixty six. Like yeah, I get. I guess there was a handful. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like now that we know from Kenobi that Quinlan Voss is still alive, mm-hmm. we could see how he survived the the Order or you know Order sixty six. Now we could see sure. how we could see what Kanan Jarrus did right uh, or or Caleb Dune I guess did right after he left um, his master. Yeah, all that's I don't know. There's a lot. There's there's a lots of characters that we can see. And either it's before or after. We're going to get some stuff that's going to be pre-Phantom Menace, which we have not gotten yet. I want a Muppets crossover special with Yoda. Mmm. Funny joke. The Muppets move to Dagobah. How about that? Oh, my. Oh, my God. 
Well, the voice of Fozzie Bear is the voice of Yoga. Yoda. I just said Yoga. <laughs> is Yogi Bear a Muppet? No. No. I, that... No. I was. I mixed up Fozzie and Yogi Bear. Whoops. Yogi is the animated one from uh, Hanna Barbera. I am smarter than your average bear. <laughs> there we go. That was it. <laughs> you certainly are, Jordan. You certainly are. Yeah. And they see the future Jared could not. Oh yeah, Jared. Future Jared could not find the dead actor he was thinking of that was being reused in some recent movie through facial scans. It was a really old actor. I do, uh, we thought it was either Humphrey Bogart or what's his name from Casablanca. Also, not Humphrey Bogart. No, it's something else. Marlon Brando? No. It might have been Brando. <laughs> Jesus, that ooh, because that's a big actor. Yeah. It's one of the biggest actors of his time. Yeah, but wasn't he also, like... I, I Wasn't he also, like, really kind of a shitty person, too? Or am I thinking of someone else? I, I remember hearing... I remember hearing some story of, um... Coming onto set for... I think it was Raging Bull, where he was, like... Com where it was a film where he was a boxer, and he came in, like, completely out of shape, didn't even know his lines... Mm. Or anything like that, and he just sort of... Kind of Marlon Brandoed his way through it. Hmm. Damn, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing if it was Marlo. Marlon. Oh, well. All right, but that is what it is. Now we move on to J&J &J Travels. Yes. So, Jordan, tell us about the Great White North takeoff. Yes. Take off, eh? So I went to a Toronto, Canada. Eh? Uh, I went up there for the first time since December of 2019. I went up there to visit my, my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I I saw her, I saw her at my cousin's wedding back in October of of 2021, but it had been so long since I'd actually seen her in person, and I figured, hey, you know what? I should go and visit her. I'll be with her for a week, and then I'll conclude my time there by going to the Transformers Convention of Canada TFCon because I hadn't been I had not been there since 2013 nice so over nearly a decade so i figured like wow yeah let's let's i figured i killed two birds with one stone so uh i got there to visit my grandmother also saw my uncle quite a bit while i was there since they lived close by nice um and we just sort of caught up and hung out we did uh we did a few big things um one of the i think like the the main big thing was that we we went to see we saw two plays. One was uh, a sort of a local play called Cam Camalupa, which was the story of three indigenous Canadian natives um, in modern day. And basically it was the three of them kind of trying to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really bad describing the story, but it's really good. The play is really good. It's basically about them uh, trying to remember like their indigenous heritage basically and trying to and sort of what that means um in like modern day canada because unfortunately like like Amer like you know u.s history like the the indigenous people of the u.s got really destroyed by you know colonialism and all that during that really horrible period i think i think the indigenous people of canada got it even worse and yeah. they go on this whole sort of it's 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 a journey it's a it's a play that's really heartfelt also really funny um coffee tables get broken phones oh, get course. thrown out of windows there's a lot of fun use of um costume and props to represent animal spirits which was okay like definitely a lot of fun 
What, what were the um, big spirits? What we got? Uh, big spirits. There was there was there was a bear. There was Brother a bear. there was a raven, I think, and I think Brother there bear. was there was a coyote as well. Also, Brother Bear. <laughs> Oh God! Well, it's... Are they the same three from the brothers and Brother Bear? Are they? I don't remember. I th- no, I think the one of them from Brother Bear he was an eagle, right? Like the older You're brother right. was like an eagle. You're right. It was like an eagle or hawk, something like that. Yeah, but it was it was a bird. Yeah, a, it was a bird, big bird. He became a big yeah. spirit bird. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, uh, it was Cam Lupa. Uh, props to the. There was only like three actresses. They were all indigenous. Mm-hmm. You're all indigenous. It was a genuinely funny play, well worth watching. And then a couple of years later, like the main big thing from our trip was that uh, me and my grandmother went to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, how was that? The giant. Uh, it was fantastic. Honestly, really? it it continues the story of uh, Harry Potter way after uh, the last book, which is when Harry. This is when Harry's an adult and he has a child's named albus severus potter because he named his that's a bit much i know yeah it is i remember to name name him after both of like the men that he really liked so basically the main plot of that is focusing splitting folks between uh harry and his son and uh albus going through like his years of hogwarts and actually not really living up to the name of potter which granted was much like I mean, he's Similar he's not a, like a super. He's not a superstar wizard. Yeah, no. Like he really isn't. He's he's actually a big loser. Oh wow, really? He kind of, he gets better as time goes on, but not by much. And he ends up no, he gets sorted into Slytherin. Right, because like, was, didn't the Sorting Hat say that he would have that Harry would have done well for Slytherin as well? That's true. And like one of the that's true, he was. did. But the Sorting Hat picked it when he got to Albus's, you know, Harry's son picked. It's like, okay, you're going to Slytherin. Ends up meeting with um, Draco Malfoy's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically, there is basically, I won't spoil the whole plot, but is it's it basically, a love affair? Time travels. Sorry? Is it a love affair? Damn. No, but they're, but they're best buddies. Okay. Um, but basically, there's uh, time travel. There's lots of cool magic effects. Um, it's basically like a magic show. There's... Ooh. There's pyrotechnics coming out of wands. Steam comes out of a guy's ears. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off. And there's, um, do you remember the polyjuice potion? Which is that? What's that again? That is the potion that you can drink to turn into physically turn into someone else. Oh, yeah. And the way that they pull that effect off uh, using the actors is really fun. It's basically like, I, I think they're, well, they're all wearing like, because they're entering the Ministry of Magic, they're wearing all like black cloaks. Mm hmm. And so basically they sort of, when they drink the potion, they sort of shrink into the cloak and then the other person pops out from underneath the cloak. Oh, I, like with trapdoors and shit. Yeah, like there, there's so much like crazy stuff. There's wirework, trapdoors. It's insane. Um, sounds amazing. And I got to give props to the guy who actually played, because um, this is time travel stuff. I got to give props to the guy who played Professor Snape. I think I thought he did a great job. Capturing uh, Mr. Rickman's... Uh, Mr. Potter. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Alan Rickman's uh, sort of... Droll? Tra- Droll, um, yes, manner of speaking. Yes. But also kind of making also making it his own. I, th- I will leave with... I think my favorite line from the play is from Draco, who, who said, I'm, t- I'm taking orders from Hermione Granger, and I'm starting to like it. 
which is which without context you'll have to you have to see it uh harry potter cursed child was great hell yeah um also went to i don't know i guess i'll talk about this briefly also went to a shoe museum why everyone talked because i thought the shoes were interesting i'll have to show you the pictures afterwards i didn't have time i think i'm just so uninterested in shoes because of the young bucks and like watching the the and watching bte vlogs (laughs) and just seeing them just spent uh you know not retail price on these shoes yeah overpriced there there were some shoes that i don't think even the bucks could afford there oh boy there was a there are a bunch of different displays, like the big new display that they had, because they had a bunch of new, um, bunch of new galleries from the last time I was there. Uh, the big major one was like a, was a several, was the future of shoes, which features like crazy like shoe concepts. And I'm gonna try and pull up a picture here. I'm gonna show you this. This is gonna be bad for us, but I'll post it. I'll post a gallery at some point later. Future of shoes, including like innovation of shoes. How certain shoes are being developed by re- uh, being made with reusable materials now. One of them being um, mushroom leather, which I found really interesting. Mushroom um, leather? Where, yeah, where is it? Where is it? I took a picture of it. Uh, yeah, here you go. I'm not sure if you can see this. Oh, it's a very it, mushroom This is actually yeah. made of, like, mush- the leather. You know, the leathery bits from, like, mushrooms is actually all made from that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the, so the it's tent- just, like, innov- the- innovations in shoes. Including this. Oh boy. I can't tell. That that almost looks like more of a flower than a sh- It's more flower than sh- What is that? Is that a it's car jack? The, it's called the biomorphic. Uh, the biomorphic? Yeah. There are definitely some also cool innovations like um, they have a shoe for the disabled where if you're not really good at bending your feet... Mm. This is like the top one is the default appearance. All you have to do is kind of press your heel down and it goes into the more flat style. It's definitely a lot of innovations in shoes. Uh, also, they went over the history of shoes with um, toys as well. And they had just a bunch of variety of things like um, from like uh, Michael Jordan's shoes throughout oh. his basketball career. So a little more to the side. Nice. nice. Yeah, Michael Jordan's shoes from the careers, um, Barbie shoes, yeah, just everything, um, toy shoes made from, like, Louis Vuitton, and some crazy shoes during the, uh, the Enlightenment period, which is, like, really impressive, like, artwork on some of these. Holy crap. From the European Enlightenment, and some, like, like, gold and silver buckles, and flower-ornamented, like, leather painted on it. Impressive. Like more solid than shoe-like. Yeah, exactly. There was, I, there was literally, like, where is it? Uh, there was like, sh- there was like, almost like claws. sandals, like sa- crazy sandals, like this, that were in the shape of like babies. I thought that was a frog or a turtle for a sec. That's a baby. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. And then, and then you got, and then you got this. And then you got this. Jared, what is this for? Is that the sh- um, the reverse Arthur Harrow's? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but this is uh, this is Arthur actually Harrow a chestnut. Was, uh, sorry, Harrow was the guy from Moon Knight, the bad guy, uh, Ethan Hawke's character from Moon Knight. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Wait, no, that was glass in the shoes, not spikes. Yeah, that's all right. But this that was a chestnut crushing clog. Chestnut crushing. Cl- okay. Yeah, cool. it was worn in France in the 19th century for the innocent task of shelling chestnuts. 
um, which was an important source of food for uh, peasant work. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the main gist of my stuff from Canada. I watched a bunch of stuff, played some played some games while I was there. We'll we'll talk about that later. Cause I guess Jared, if you don't, yes, I guess I'll go into TFCon now. Or do you want to do you want to do your Staten Island thing? Cause some TFCon um, stuff might take not, a second. There's not much to say other than I spent like uh, the Fourth of July weekend at my girlfriend's in Staten Island. We watched from the beach. We saw light fireworks going off in every direction all around. It, it oh. was super nice. That's really that's really cool to do it on the beach. I've never seen fireworks from a beach before. It's like you're not going to see anything close. You're seeing all these just lights go off very far away. It's just nice to watch it all. And sometimes you'll have yeah. some other people nearby there just setting off fireworks in the, uh, next to you. Okay. In the driveway. It's a lot of fun. Or not in the driveway, on the beach. It's great. Yeah, so no, so no one was an asshole and tried to fire them at any No, but there were probably assholes that were firing them way too late at night or way too early in the day that were scaring her cats. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you fire the, like before the sun sets? Like that's stupid. You're not. You're never gonna see it. Tree, it's like you waste your fireworks. Clearly, you, sir, you have never been to Disney World when they've had the uh, outdoor shows. Oh, really? So yeah, some of the outdoor shows they just got fireworks and they'll go off during the day, in the middle okay, of the day. Then. Almost makes no sense. All right. Um, but yeah, that happened. I was at the beach there too. It's more like a bay beach than an actual beach there, and I got a little bit of sunburn on my back. Oh yeah. Yeah. After I thought we should put sunscreen on, but then I was told, no, nah, we don't have to worry. If you're going to the beach, you might as well put sunscreen on. Exactly. At least, like, if even if you're not going to swim, like, put it on your, like, your arms and your, put it on your face and your neck. Put it on Especially. enough, just not the back, just not our back behind us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, with that said, please give us your, your presentation, Jordan. Right. So, um, the last thing I did while I was there for the last three days is that I went to TFCon, the official, well, not official, the most popular Transformers convention in Can in Canada. Canada. And it had been a long time since I I had been up there. I figured, you know what? Am I? I don't know if I'm ever getting the chance to go to that convention ever again, for whatever reason. I might as well just go one more time and just see how I do. Went up there. Uh, drive there was pretty pleasant even though it was on the even though it was uh, down the 401 which could be a little harrowing at times uh at certain times of the day but it wasn't bad it was like manageable traffic okay uh so i attended uh all three days well two and a half days uh i got friday night uh got got to purchase the convention exclusive early because i got the nice uh, weekend pass uh attended a few fun fan panels they were talking about what the best Transformers theme song was, um, how the Transformers trading card game has been in control of uh, groups of fans longer than Hasbro actually has. Really? Cause, yeah, because they, they abandoned the game. They actually abandoned the trading card game when the pandemic started. Oh. Because, you know, I mean, because obviously it's like when the pandemic started, you couldn't do local meetups anymore. Yeah, no. So they basically just said, ah, we're just going to cancel the game. And, we, and they didn't even advertise anyways, but like a lot groups of fans after a little while managed to all coordinate together and start actually making new cards oh. themselves with like with like actually like some of the original artists from the train card game. So they had like oh. really like as like because it wasn't for pro it was it was not for profit. They weren't selling the new cards for a profit. You can literally just download them. Oh, and then print them out basically and, pr- and have them printed out or have them printed out and shipped to you for free, essentially. Oh. 
so they have artists and it's like yes the card game is still going and they had actually a um, bunch of games going on i never got around to actually seeing them or sitting down and playing myself i will one day hmm. um there was also a um charity auction for make-a-wish canada nice and i actually bid and i actually got something that i'll show you later just a little thing um saturday rolled around that's when all that's when the dealer room opened that's when uh all the all the special guests came down voice actors nice who'd uh, you get to meet did you meet anybody bunch of artists um as far as like yes goes uh for as far as voice actors go i got to I got to go to the voice acting panels for Greg Berger, who was the voice of Grimlock in the original cartoon, mm-hmm. who is the big is the Autobot that turns into T Rex. I also met, oh God, Laurie Laurie Faso, okay, who did the voice of um, who did voices for three of the five uh, uh, Predacons from the original uh, original cartoon and the voice of Optimus Prime before he became leader, like a younger Optimus Prime. Oh. Um, Also met uh, Doug Parker, who was the voice of Pterosaur from Beast Wars, uh, Tidal Wave from Armada, and uh, Mirage from Energon. And I also met Sharon Alexander, who voiced RC in Energon. Ooh. She was like the only female uh, Transformer from that show. I remember Energon a little bit. They had like a few minicons left. Yeah. It was like right after yeah, there are a few, few mini cons running around. Um, I think the most interesting ones, at least for me, were I met so many people. Uh, Paul, oh boy. <laughs> well, I met I met um, the the big one for me was uh, Christopher Lee Zamet. That sounds familiar. Probably, yeah, he is. He was the uh, VFX supervisor for Transformers the last night, which was the fifth Transformers movie, and. He was in charge mainly for that movie of painting Christopher Lee several Knight. of the Transformers and actually doing all the VFX for Megatron in Chris- the movie. What was the last name again? Uh, Zamet. It's a Z A M A T. Okay. Do I know? Yeah. So he's uh, he's a he's a he was a he's a very busy VFX artist guy. Mm-hmm. Not only has he done work for the Transformers movies, but he also. Uh, worked on the Death Star model in Rogue One. Okay. Um, he was responsible for Baby Legs Deadpool. He that did the him. CGI did work. The, did he have yeah. to animate a penis too? I don't think he animated the penis. He didn't say. No one. Uh, I should have asked him that. Um, we don't see it. But did he animate it? I That's... don't know. Now I'll have to ask him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask him now. Um, he also worked on the boys as well. Okay. Oh my. God. He helped out on the boys. Um. He was, and he was also one of the brave souls that tried to save Cats, the movie. He was one of those. He had, yeah, he, he tried his best. Did he, anyone ask him the, about the butthole cut? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Unfortunately, no. We have to know about um, the butthole cut. Yeah. But he showed a lot of, um, like the concept of like what goes into making the models. And one of the things that he showed was like, hey, so here's, here's the file of all of Megatron's parts completely unfolded. And it's mm-hmm. like thousands of pieces. <laughs> so as someone who kind of dabbled in three, as dabbled in 3D animation a little bit, it was really fun to see. And I actually got, um, I actually got his autograph here. Nice. Along with, uh, along with a print of uh, a render of Megatron's head, which I don't know if you can see this. A detail that actually made it into the movie was like on the side of his head here. You can see, sort of almost this like 
sculpture of Megatron like leading his army on like the oh. side of his head, like Roman gladiator style. So that was a detail that he actually thought got removed from the movie, but actually made it in. It's just that those movies are so chaotic you can barely see anything. Oh, they're understandable. If you had if you hadn't pointed that out to me also there and hadn't said what it was, I would have thought that that was just like for some reason a picture of Frieza. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, evil um, leader and another evil leader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he also shared some, a couple of uh, Michael Bay stories as well. Which? Oh boy, is he? Which nuts? now? Oh, sorry. Is he nuts? Uh, he's he's nuts. Uh, Chris described him as incredibly passionate, incredibly passionate and intense, but not a bad person. Huh. Okay, by nice. far. So. Those were all like the main. Those were the main guests and panels that were my favorite. But um, I also walked away with a lot of a lot a lighter of lighter wallet. So yeah, and, a, and a, my wallet is lighter now. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so all right. So Jordan has a little uh, little presentation for us. It says uh, it is his toy con hall. Now he's at TFCon. Sorry about that. TFCon. <laughs> that's so. TFCon 2022 hall. There's lots of yeah. T's. I was trying to get something in there, but it didn't work. That's all right. All right. So, yeah. so take it away, sir. Right. So you can't have, you can't go to TFCon and you can't have a TFCon hall without buying something before you go to TFCon. It's just a law. Mm-hmm. You can't wait. So I found at a GameStop a Shattered Glass Megatron, who is from... Um, the Shattered Glass basically means um, alternate universe, uh, evil Autobots, good guy Decepticons. It's basically kind of opposite day over there. I wasn't sure if I was going to get this, Uh-oh. but I saw this at GameStop, and my grandma just said, you know what, I'll get you that one. So yeah, I picked up Shattered Glass uh, Megatron. This is the new one. Uh, my grandma bought it for me. Thank you, BB. <laughs> Very nice of her to do that. Uh, it's a reworking of the... Earthrise Megatron mold, which is uh, which essentially it's a Megatron that turns into a tank. But as you can see there, it has a well a jet mode, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is thankfully to these um, built by these new pieces here, which is a jet cockpit and uh, some wings here, which I really like the clear plastic on the wings. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. The jet mode is it's trying its best, <laughs> but it's essentially his legs stuck together by the the jet cockpit <laughs> they're tr- it is it is an attempt because the original shattered glass megatron toy was 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 based off of energon megatron which was a jet mm-hmm. so they're trying to replicate it with with what they have essentially currently okay. um i think it's a valiant attempt you i but i don't mind it though because the figure comes with it's got the fusion cannon it's got a giant sword you can actually still turn Megatron into his tank mode as well, which is nice. So you have two vehicle modes, technically. Not a bad one. But then we get into, like, the actual TFCon stuff, which I'll kind of start with the newer stuff. So I got uh, Slug Slinger from Titan's Return. Where is he? Oh, God, I'm going to have to grab him. Is there a mini thing with it, too? Uh, that is his... That is his Headmaster, which is essentially uh, back from the olden days. You can take the head off... And the thing with the gimmick with the headmasters is that the head is actually head. unfolds into its own miniature robot. Of course, that's yeah. Is that like, is that like yeah, a this was again. Is that like it looks like a twin-headed jet? Yes, that's exactly what it is. They're, those yeah. aren't real, right? 
a twin reel? Gen- <laughs> You're gonna look this up, yeah. Keep so, going. And this 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 character was confined in like the late '80s, so they might have uh, called it before it actually happened. The late '80s. <laughs> yeah. Again, this was from like sort of the end of the original run of Transformers. So it's like, uh, what do we got left? Uh, okay. let's just do a jet with two cockpits. The Lockhead AR-12. Oh boy. The vault from the Atomic Space Age. Fake anyone? I don't. It's. Well, then after below that, they just showed a picture of of a ship that looks like the um, the X Men's ship from the movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a biplane that has... Well, it's not a biplane, really. I don't mm. know. You'll see it. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The jet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really I really like this guy. Um, he actually came out... Was one of actually the last Titans Return figure to come out. So he was kind of hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. But I was able to nab I was able to haggle him for uh, 45 bucks um, while he was still mint sealed in box. Now, bear in mind... When I, whenever I say a price, these are Canadian dollars. So if you want to convert that into whatever U.S. money was, you got to just take 30% of the uh, amount that I say off, and you get the U.S. amount. Hang on. So how much was it? In uh, I got it for 45 Canadian. Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm. 34 dollars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it was, it was still sealed in the box, so. Yeah, that's and it's an older figure that's no longer manufactured. Uh, so. Question, Jordan. How many of the figures, mm-hmm. whenever I see you buying them, are, are boxed usually, and then you open them? Uh, Do you keep any in boxes, or keep boxes at all? Uh, I keep... I, I'm actually going to keep a couple of the boxes for the stuff that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, for stuff like uh, my Common Rider stuff for figure arts, I actually do keep the boxes. They're actually mm-hmm. behind my computer, huh. simply because they have their rather expensive figures and they're and the boxes are really nice they look like crazy like books on a bookshelf nice so i like to keep those around but uh moving on yeah moving on i went to got some stuff from transformers animated which is a toy line that i missed out when it was coming out so i got uh one of them was elite guard bumblebee which is essentially which is essentially a what if scenario oh what if um Bumblebee actually didn't flunk out of the Elite Guard uh, Academy and actually became an Elite Guard member. And this is honestly my favorite look that Bumblebee has ever had in toys. Just the black and the gold and the and the pops of, of Wait, yellow here. I think I've seen that version of Bumblebee before in the an- and in one of the animated shows. I didn't yeah. like that animated one, but... Oh, you didn't like Transformers Animated? It was too cartoony maybe for me. Yeah. It was, it was, it's definitely like a hyper cartoony sort of thing. That was one of the ones where like Megatron's head was like being hidden by some other scientist, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the show. Yeah. I didn't like Bumblebee's design for that personally. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's the animate style is definitely for everyone. It's very exaggerated, but I just, I really like the art style. And I don't know if you can see this here. You can't, but. Yeah, the mouth, there's a smirk on there, and I think they actually did something with the clear plastic to give him, like, pupils. Mm-hmm. I Basically, really, when, you, so when you put his, the clear plastic eyes up to the light, you can actually see, like, little pupils in there. He's in pretty good shape, actually, all things considered. The only thing is, is that when you bend his knee, his, uh, the car panels here are meant to, like, sort of, like, slide down, but, uh, because uh-huh. uh, the ball joints are not sort of great, they just 
kind of pop off now, but I can still maneuver around them. Mm-hmm. I'm a just, I just, I really like, especially the vehicle mode. I think I'm a big sucker for the vehicle mode on this one. Just a little, so it's just, it's basically like a little mini like uh, police car, basically. Nice. And then we got the big boy. We've got Lugnut. Turns Is that into like a... how much of him becomes that act? Uh, that is, that is the tail, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> that is, that is essentially the, um, the, entire the tail. tail end of the bomber unfolded, and I just, I love this guy so much. He's just He's stupid, big. big, and chunky. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder his name is Lugnut. <laughs> yes, he is dummy thick, and he's also about as smart as a Lugnut, <laughs> as Make, well. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, that one eye, no mouth. Oh. He's key. No, he does got a mouth. It's just closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, I just, I just, again, animate art styles for me. Uh, the only thing with Lugnut is that while he is a wide boy, uh, he's not a particularly tall one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, him and yeah. Bumblebee are essentially the same size. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, but now I have Lugnut, uh, to go with, uh, to go with Blitzwing. To go with his buddy Blitzwing, so I'm very happy about that. Bumblebee just fell over in fear. Nice. Okay, I'll try and kind of speed through these a little bit, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, we can go in a while already. Whoops. Right. I got... All right. Cybertron. Transformer Cybertron. Dirt Boss. Uh, it's not going through super clearly. Uh, Dirt Boss. Yeah, very fun. Uh, very fun boy. I love the design. I love that he is like a mon. You know those pickup trucks with like the giant, mo- almost monster truck wheels that you see drive around yes. sometimes. Yeah. He turns into one of those and has the uh, the personality of the people who tend to drive them, <laughs> which is fun. Oh, well, in that case, maybe I don't like him. Yeah, he's 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 a real villain. He's a real jobber. <laughs> he's a jobber. He's a real jobber though, and I love him. Um, absolute unit crumple zone. And he is oh. gigantic, and I love him. Whoa, that's a thick boy. Yeah, he's a... Damn, he's thick, boy! <laughs> and I think, hold on, his electronics still Big work. in the Let trunk. Can... What? Big in the trunk, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Jeez, yeah. it's like the whole back. Trying to worry the camera. Hold on, let me see. Does his electronics still work? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yep, they do! Hell yeah. They still do. I don't know if the batteries are still good in there or they put in new ones before they sold it. I don't know. For those who uh, don't know, basically fired. the guns flipped around and shot and made sounds on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he still got his firing missiles. Um, mm. The only real regret from the show was that I couldn't find his buddy Crumple Zone, which you can see in, in the show, in the slideshow, Jared, of him actually riding the little red motorcycle. That's oh Ransack. Oh my god, that's funny. That's his friend. I want to get Ransack to see if I can replicate that pose. Hell yeah. Uh, next is the best looking Transformer that has ever come out, in my opinion, and it's Sideways. It's Sideways from Cybertron. I just, I love the sort of, like, the black and orange spooky Halloween visor look. I love the crazy bat jet vehicle mode. Um, it almost does I love like a bat, like a bat mobile thing or a Batman thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, and I even love his uh, gimmick, which he, I don't know if you can see this here. Like he's got an Autobot symbol. Yeah. In the middle there, and you put the 
the cyber key gimmick in there. Oh, cool. And he switches, and surprise, he switches faction. Nice. There was a, oh, yeah. there was a motorcycle uh, guy from Armada that was like that too. He had like two heads. This is the same guy. Oh, that's the same guy? Uh, well, in the in the American versions of the show, this is the same guy. Oh, okay. Um, and he's still uh, he still is a herald of Unicron. Mm-hmm. Still working for Unicron. He kind of rocking the color scheme now. He's you know you know orange. He's got orange now. Yeah, which is quite interesting. I mean, I just I love the way this looks. I love how the wings become basically. A, a giant like sword clean on baffled thing sword as we say it becomes almost thanos's sword from endgame yeah pretty much but that one was more yeah. like circular and spinny yeah yeah and from i got from the charity from the charity auction that uh, i was able to get i got the re-release Whoa. of the original the original optimus primal toy from the 90s now what Yep. Let me just grab him here. He's massive. Holy crap, that's a big toy. I know. This is this is what uh, mid-90s toys looked like, ladies and gentlemen. The re-release actually retailed... Um, this is recently. It actually retailed the starting price of uh, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I got him at the charity, ex- charity auction for 35 Canadian, which means that I essentially got him half off. <laughs> nice. Of what the reissue price is. And I've never seen a toy with so many gimmicks. I don't even know where to start. Hey, guess what? You want missiles? You got missiles. Bam, there you go. Oh, they just popped out. Yeah, you want missiles? There. You got swords. You got blue swords in here that you can hide here. Uh, hey, Jared, do you want more missiles? Oh, oh. God. Oh, he lifted up. Uh, you, want, you want missiles out of his hands? You got it. You can load them. I'm so glad that you have the mic up enough to hear all the fl- all the plastic flipping right now. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of clicks. There's plenty of clicks. Uh, you've got... In Gorilla Mode, you got like a chest-beating gimmick. A chest-beating gimmick? Yeah, like there's there's like springs in the arms that can make it like have the Gorilla Mode beat his chest. Oh, uh, okay. You don't like Optimus's head? Boom, you got a crazy bat head. <laughs> That you can just switch to. Cool. Uh, there, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a like a mace with with a flail whip in here, hitting his forearm. It's just gimmick on top of gimmick. This, this, this 90s stuff was nuts. Oh, I'm tired of just talking about it. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, yeah, two more. Yeah, two more. Fine. All right, let's go to something smaller. I went. This is the non. Uh, Hasbro side of things. These are Transformers that are not made by Hasbro. These are made by third-party companies. And I tried out the first time Iron Factory, and I got their Noramune Suki samurai figure, which is basically their whole... Iron Factory's whole gimmick is like, hey, what if we take, like, normal-sized toys with, like, their normal-sized toy engineering, but we make them, like, pocket size? Okay. And this is essentially what it is. Uh, this is their take on uh, Drift from the, the Michael Bay movies. And mm-hmm. I was a little worried about this figure going in. It's like, how durable is this thing going to be? How and it, it I've only transformed it back and forth once. And it, it feels good, man. It feels durable. Feels like it won't break there on you. There are tight joints. Uh, I'm sorry? Well, it won't break on you just from trying to transform it? No, I don't think so. There And there were some tight joints. Like, there were some tight hinges on here. But it's all solid, all feels solid, nothing breaks on it. 
nothing's broken on it and i don't think anything will i just i really like this design even though my thumb's covering up his head he's got swords he's got the night one of the nicer vehicle modes that uh that iron factory has come up with usually they have robot parts sticking out of it but they nailed it with this one and finally the convention exclusive that i got from mastermind creations optus promenade aka he's all the way over there I don't know what this one even looks it. like. I got Shattered Glass Megatron. I might as well get a version of Shattered Glass Optimus Prime. Oh. And, yeah. Cool. So this is this is a special recolor of a figure that I've been looking for, that I've been trying to get for a while, but I've just, I'm, it's always been out of stock whenever I tried to nab it. And then they announced the day before the convention that they're having the special color variant. I'm like, God damn it! I might as well go damn. for it. Damn, it's yeah, almost it's the way it really... looks like in vehicle mode. Reminds me of the tumbler from the Batman from the uh, Michael, not Michael Bay, uh, Christian Bale, Batman. Christopher movies. Nolan movies. <laughs> you know who I meant? Those Batman movies. Yes, I movies. do. Wow, Dark Knight Rises is a decade old now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the that car. It looks like that car, but like you know. Optimus Prime themed, even I guess. Or, yeah. So the yeah. transformation is—it's not insane. It just—it just feels really solid. They love—they love sliding things, sliding in and out, like sliding mm -hmm. up and down. They this company really likes that. Um, comes with his two guns. He comes with a cloak that I have not figured out how to put him on yet. I'll have to consult videos for that. He's also got. Okay, I'm gonna just gonna show that he's got posable fingers. <laughs> He's got opposable at this fingers. size fingers with this. Sorry. Sorry, I thought opposable thumbs, opposable thumbs. I got yeah, no, one. He, he has got posable fingers, ball jointed fingers. Oh. Each of them individually jointed, and it's terrifying. Oh god! It, but, like that's not something that they usually do with like these kind of toys. Even it's always a closed fist or something. Cause, like I, I even had Bionicles that. Yeah, most bionicles it's a piece for the hand, but even still, bigger ones, I've never seen them make a bigger hand that can bend the joints. Maybe one or two ever I've seen do that. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, this these these fingers feel really solid though, I will say. Like I don't feel like I'm gonna break it. I'm still kinda treating it a little bit gently. Mm -hmm. But this figure, it feels like rock solid. It can take it, so it's got crazy articulation. It's got ab crunches, it's got Ooh. it's got waists, it's got uh, double jointed knees that have like pistons mm -hmm. that expose which oh, is a really nice little detail nice when you bend the knee the piston kind of goes back and forth same with the elbows and the unique piece that only comes with this version it comes with a unique weapon this gigantic ass oh it's massive that is big yes it's ma it's massive um both of his hands have a tab in his palm that thankfully they can slide in so you don't have to rely on the strength of the finger joints. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, yeah, and that's my TFCon haul. <laughs> it was a very impressive haul. I got some real steals. <laughs> some good prices. Side The sideways real toy that steals. I showed you I got for 15 bucks. <laughs> now I want to see that movie. <laughs> What movie? Some, the movie Real Steel about giant fight about ro giant fighting robots. Oh yeah, with uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, oh God, Real Steel. There you go. Jesus. You said you had some real steals. Good lord. 
All right. Yeah, it's close enough. But you had a great time at TFCon, it seems. Yes, it was an amazing time. Hell yeah, work. man. Oh. Seeing as you went on for that with, about it for a while, man, we've been going on for almost an hour, dude. Yep. We haven't talked All about right, anything. No. Anything. So... <laughs> <sighs> With that being said, let's quickly move on to something else. Like Taiko Atiti being annoyed that uh, about Kate Bush being ruined <laughs> by Stranger Things. Uh. Because it, 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 serious, <laughs> serious for because kids have only heard one of her songs. Taiko Atiti has admitted that he's annoyed that Stranger Things producers ruined Kate Bush's running up that hill by including it in its series four of the show. The Thor director uh, was asked if he hoped some of the Guns N' Roses songs he included in Thor Love and Thunder soundtrack have a Kate Bush moment. I mean, there are, there are actually a few Guns N' Roses songs in that movie. Spoiler. You're going to be yeah. like, really? That one? Mm. However, during the interview with NME, he was quickly to insist that he thought it ruined the song and artist it, to include it uh, in the Netflix hit, I guess. I don't know. Basically, here's, the, here's what he said. I'm really annoyed. Be I've become one of those old arseholes who's like, these kids never listen to Kate Bush. They've heard one song on a TV show. They don't know Kate Bush. I know Kate Bush, end quote. Did he, did he go on to tweet like, hey, if you like that song, check out her other song. Yeah. Like, here's a list of them. He's, I, I love that show, but as someone who really feels ownership of Kate Bush music. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Taiki Watiti says, You can't like Kate Bush because you didn't like Kate Bush before. Uh. <laughs> that That's really what it is. I mean, I've also seen Thor Love and Thunder by now, too. It's it's good. It's worth it. I will say that sometimes I was a little distracted by the Guns N' Roses songs because they were all Guns N' Roses songs. There was yes. other songs, too, but like I was like, Why is there this many? Yeah. And also another joke that keeps coming back over and over. And each time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is so not funny anymore. Oh, really? Takiwa Titi does repeats a joke? No. That doesn't uh, yes. sound like him. He does repeat a joke. Hmm. He repeats a joke from like nine years ago when we were in high school still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but whenever we you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. Because it okay. happens within, like, the first 10, 15 minutes. Hmm, all right. But, yeah, so he, he is gatekeeping uh, Kate, the Kate Bush song, which, uh, it's a good song. I like the song. Yeah. But I His will old say, man is showing. Yeah, and I will say also that it is being, like, used, um, it's being marketed, I guess, too. Or, like, uh, I know that things are taking advantage of it. Uh, I've heard mm -hmm. two radio stations, because uh, in Volume 2, uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets is used a lot. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. With that being said, um, and apparently that, uh, it, I don't know, there's been good things that have come from both. I've, I heard on uh, the radio station near here, 92.3, uh, the alternative station, literally have a promo that goes, Vecna's coming to get you. Keep listening in here on on 92.3. On and then all of a sudden, bum, 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 bum. It's the same song. It's the same song. Apparently, also. Oh no! The evil Vecna attacks. <laughs> it's up to the kids to save the day. Holy crap! <laughs> Don't let Vecna get in your nightmares right here on ninety-two-three. 
apparently also because the other song is Master of Puppets, people were mm-hmm. tweeting at Metallica and at the actor that from the trailer for Volume 2, they could tell he was playing Master of Puppets, apparently. The actor? The actor, uh, Eddie Munson. Oh, yeah, you guys you oh. gotta see it. He was actually playing. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's good. He was actually playing guitar. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I wonder if I wonder if people there are there are people young enough watching Stranger Things to go like, what's Metallica? <laughs> there probably are, honestly. God. Okay. Okay. That's not even the craziest part. That's not uh-huh. even the craziest part about this. Really, the reality of the of what happened of what's happening with the Metallica bits. Okay. The show takes place like before the summer. It's like in senior year. In 1986, or at least it's 1986. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the year I know it is. And yeah. Master of Puppets came out in 1986, March yeah. of 1986. This takes place huh. in like the springtime of that, maybe mid March, okay. middle of April. Hmm. Master of Puppets comes out middle of March, or something like that. Yeah. So in reality, Eddie Munson mm. learned how to play. Master of Puppets within weeks of it coming out. Yeah, like a week or something. Maybe even that, really, yeah. And... That's really funny. Yeah, right? (laughs) Within weeks of it coming out, and it's... He's a guitar prodigy now, you could say. Mm, You could say he's a prodigy. (laughs) But there was another, Mm -hmm. like, little fun note, too. Um, Just the fact that I would have taken... Oh, yeah, he learned it with no internet to go off of. He learned it with no tablature to read from. No, they didn't have, like, sheet music. Mm -mm. They didn't have sheet books. They didn't have giant compilation books. The song is, like, literally less than a month old in canon for the show. And that's a real song. And he learned it by ear. That's, that's a little. Con- I, yeah. yeah, right. Okay, that's a little. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's with really that funny. being said, I can just talk about um, season four of the sh- of Stranger Things because I can just go into that. It's a good way to process me in there. Um, sure. It's really good. Um, cool little note. I found out that Sadie Sink actually showed up at a store that my friend works at today, like in oh. my town. Cool. Apparently Sadie Sink is nearby for some reason. Uh, she's the girl who plays huh. Max. Yes. Max Mayfield. Um, oh, Max that's cool. Ma- I felt like this season, uh, in one way, in some ways, was a big coming out for her as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of like the big things that with the with the villain are focused towards her. Things. I mean, especially after and especially after all the things that happened with her family in the last season. You know, Billy dies. Billy is dead. He, she feels immense guilt for that. Um, and there's like mm-hmm. other people. And all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, by the end of the first episode, some girl gets possessed by like an evil, angry spirit thing that's like taking over mind, making them go into like the uh, what's it called? Like when the eyes are like racing really the fast. upside down. Yeah, a rapid eye movement. Like these, they're tra- stuck in a trance. Like they're in a trance. Yeah, like their their eyes roll the back of their heads, and, and you just see the whites. Yeah, you yeah. see the whites, but it's like you see them very like moving rapidly. Rapid oh, eye movement. Okay. Rem, they're like in REM, but eye open REM. And um, yeah, it, it, that it, that happens. And when Vecna comes and gets you, he takes you, he l- raises your body to lift you. And kills you basically, like you, like, Oof. like almost real Exorcist or uh, Harry, ha- not Freddy Krueger style. Freddy Krueger, that's what it was. And yeah, it's fun too because they have a nice little cre- uh, cameo from the guy who played uh, Freddy Krueger in the show. It's great. It's a great role. Uh-huh. Um, Maya Hawk is great. Um, I feel like 
there was something that was off, though, I will say, with the season. I feel like in some ways, a part of the crew was forgotten about. Mm. I had a discussion with this with my girlfriend while we are watching. Okay, so... At least uh, we remember from the show, there's always like multiple plots happening. There's the main kids and then there's like, you know, those slightly older kids and the adults usually. Yeah. Like season three. Yeah. Like obviously... last season. Yeah. Go okay, ahead. I was going to say like last season, there was there was mall drama and then Dustin had his stuff going on. Dustin has um, yeah, mall drama, Russian drama. Right. And the, the upside down stuff drama. Billy drama. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three plots, really, you could say. Yeah. Wow. And this t- this season, there's four. Oh, God. There's, like, the A plot. There's, like, uh, the B plot, which is the adult one, which is just Joyce, um, Joyce, Murray, and Hopper, and a few other new characters, which are pretty cool. Some of them. Some of them not so much. Mm-hmm. Some of them just too mm-hmm. much and too annoying. Um, <laughs> that's the B plot. The A plot, in my opinion, is anything that's happening in Hawkins. Mm. Which is basically the stuff with um, Nancy, Ma- uh, Nancy, uh, Robin, Steve, yeah, Steve, Max, Dustin, Dustin, and uh, Lucas. Any of them? Okay. And uh, Lucas's sister too, because she's important. oh yeah. Um, any of them? And then there uh, also Mike. Because uh, remember, at the end of last season, Will, Jonathan, and Joyce moved to California. Oh, and Jane, uh, eleven, moved to California. Yes. At the end of the show. And so part of this of this season is Mike uh, goes for a summer trip to go see them. Well, yeah. And then the C plot is that she's needed by the people that she, that uh, made her into a freak again. Not into a freak or made her get superpowers. Yeah, they gave yeah. her the psychic powers, yes. Yeah, that's the C plot, in my opinion. The C plot that shifts to being a B plot, or that shifts itself to being a, the B plot as to where the adults become the C plot because they're all, they're literally separated from the kids the entire show. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Almost the entire show, yeah. And, but then, in the last, you know how it was released as two volumes, the first seven episodes. Two parts. Last, yeah, the first seven episodes is one part, the second, the last two is uh, the volume two. In the very last episode before the vo- the first volume ends, the D plot, which is Jonathan, Will, Mike, and this new guy named Argyle, who I don't. Do you remember those Samsung commercials with like the guy who had long hair and they were making fun of Apple? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is in this show. He's really great. Okay. Uh, his name is Argyle. I don't remember his name, but someone will remind me. And he is. God, they become the D plot, and I say they're the D plot because they aren't don't show up at all in that in that episode seven. Wow! And that was the last episode of you know the volume, mm. and they were already barely showing up as it is because they're just looking for Jane or not Jane Hop, Eleven, whoever you're gonna say. I don't know. The lead female character. Yes, lead female character Eleven. Um, yes. Overall, the show is pretty good. Still, um, drama. It pulls almost great. I love most of the new characters. Um, Lucas kind of annoys me at first, but then it's like, okay, you're trying to grow up. It makes sense. A okay, bit. okay. So he's is he he's trying to show himself as more mature. Yeah, as and that's what he's that's what he uh, a kid is thinking. What's mature? And he's like, is he trying to like take charge? I imagine he's kind of done with D and D. Okay, like he's yeah. going through like that. He's on the basketball phase. team because he, he thinks it does, he doesn't think it's cool. Okay, he's on the basketball team now, and he's got a little bit of cool. Oh, influenced by his peers. Exactly. Okay. 
Yeah, all right. Exactly. And there's this whole thing called the Hellfire Club, which is another D&D group. Okay. Um, that involves the guy, Eddie, that I was been telling you about, who does Master of Puppets. really good. Mm -hmm. um, but I like Stranger Things season four. I think it's pretty good. I got, like, very <laughs> One of the main characters came very close to death, and I was, like, on edge for a sec there. Like, <laughs> is it Like, because I thought... That's oh god! I thought that someone from the that uh, one of the guys from the main from the main crew was crew was gonna die, and I'm not gonna leave, and I'm gonna stop it there. Okay. <laughs> Stranger Things season four, I recommend. Let's go on to Kenobi. Uh, do you want? Do you want to talk about? Uh... Oh, Avatar! I got some movies. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk. Jared, Jared's very happy about this, folks. I am so happy. There are three animated Avatar films in the project for Paramount Nickelodeon. Yay. We're getting three new things from the Avatarverse, and I'm so excited. Yes. For those who don't know me, I already listened to, um, what's it called? I listen to Braving the Elements every single week on, uh, on, my, on my podcast streamings with Dante Bosco and Janet Varney. And they knew about these little announcements, and they would... they. They want to have on the creators so badly so that they can be like, tell us, tell us now what's happening. Tell us every detail. They mm. want Knitsko and DiMartino to come on the show and be like, tell us about this movie and we will go back to doing our regular scheduled programming. Yes. By the way, if you want to check out the, the uh, Braving the Elements podcast, they currently just did an ep their episode on Avatar Day. Mm. Avatar Day, which is the one where the town hates Avatar, uh, ha hates Aang, and Kyoshi admits that she killed a guy on purpose. You don't remember this? Wait, I'm sorry. Is this something from the show or an actor? Yeah, the show. This is from the show. Okay. The show, not the actress. Okay, That's the thank God. They, they just did an episode on... They did a podcast episode on the Avatar Day episode. Oh, okay. Avatar Day, uh, season two, episode five of the series. Sorry, I know yeah. this stuff. So, um, are, are, so are these upcoming films, is it just like, hey, can, we want to just do season four? Or is it just so. gonna be some? Or would you want would you want animated versions of book four, or do you just want new stuff? I believe it's all new stuff. I believe it's okay, all new good. Stuff. Let's see, starring Dev Patel, uh, which M Night Shyamalan directed. I don't remember that stuff. I don't remember that movie. That didn't happen in 2010. No. So the the studio came uh, was announced back in February of last year. Um, all we know that there's gonna be three movies so far. We don't know much about them. I think one of them is going to be a Kyoshi movie. Um, cool. A Kyoshi Center movie. One is going to be a Korra centered movie. Yeah, and I think I think there's gonna be is is the last one a Zuko movie? I heard. I didn't hear that actually. No, because um, I I swore I saw an image uh, like a week ago. It was Kyoshi, Korra, and Zuko. That would make sense. Unless there yeah, was something because Fire Lord Zuko might be interesting. Oh yeah, definitely some interesting stuff there. But I'd also would love to just see you know them animate you know the search or um what's the other one I got over there? Yeah. The Smoke and Shadow. Yeah. You're basically talking about season four. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want season four. Yeah, of course. Everyone wants, like, season four animated. It's yeah, like, happen. it's like the, the proper conclusion. Um, But I'm looking forward to Cabbage. Cabbage? The story man? of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Voiced by M. Night Shyamalan. No. Believe it or not, they had the voice of the cabbage merchant on the this last episode of Braving the Elements. Ooh, well, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, James C, who's like, who gave us his own, uh, who ended the show with a new, with a whole new my cabbages, and it sounded great. Yeah, of course. I I want, 
I want like a scene in the movie where I want Cabbage Man to finally just snap. Mm-hmm. Like the usual shenanigans are going on, and someone's coming towards. Like, like, like this is how Aang dies. <laughs> he crosses Cabbage Man one too many times, and and Cabbage Man just busts out some crazy. I don't know. Air, I'll kill like, you with my cabbage bending. corp. <laughs> cabbage corp. <laughs> like he just starts cabbage bending and he just goes for like like he just I will crush your larynx with the power of vegetables. <laughs> the power, the power of my veggie. <laughs> the power of my cabbage. But I'm I'm hype as fuck for these movies. I I cannot oh, yeah. wait. Um, Dad uh, Kenobi. Oobly Kenoobly, yeah. Oobly Kenoobly. Uh, so, Obi, won't you blow me? Oh, God. <laughs> Good Lord. So, right, we need to talk about the last two episodes. I thought this show was really good, and I feel like, especially the last episode, really brought it from, like, like a six, like a sort of an above average, all the way up to, like, an eight and a half. I, and like, it, was... it went from, like, it, it went from enjoyable to, okay, this is really good, and this is, like, okay... I'm going to say this. Everything Darth Vader up here. Mm-hmm. Some of the dialogue stuff and choices here. It's kind of funny because, like, this is an in-between cool. We know what has to happen after this and before this, so sometimes things are limited in this show. Mm-hmm. Like, goddamn Obi-Wan could have killed Darth there, but of course he didn't. They had nice, no. nice little no- touches and notes. I like this show. There's a lot of people I know that have problems with it, though. Yeah, there, there's there's some writing problems. Um, I think for me, like, the biggest one is... Episode 4. Like, okay, what happens with episode 4? It's kind Remind of pointless. Me. It kind of... She gets... Ca- Leia gets captured again and rescued She gets kidnapped again, again right? Yeah. <laughs> Just for them to go into the Citadel, you know, do the whole Cal Kestis go from underwater thing to get mm-hmm. in the... To yeah. get inside. Mm-hmm. Um, we see this room where all these bodies are, like, fro- not even frozen carbonite. They're frozen. They're like, they're like, like, they're like an amber. Yeah, an amber. They're like, yeah, Jurassic Park style, yeah. And it never comes back. No, like, it's never mentioned again. Like, there's not, like, a major character in there. Mm. Like, there's no, like, hints of it. Like, there's no, like, threat of, like, we're gonna keep you in, like, the torture chamber or something like that. Or they don't turn, put Rev, they don't put, like, Leia in the amber. Mm. That. No, none of that. It's just, they just find, they're not even, like, specific people. Like, so, like one of them you could tell is a youngling, because it had, they had the youngling yeah. helmet on. But, like, also they have, like, random people who look like merchants. Like, I yeah, was random, to... yeah, random merchants, like, maybe they were Jedi in disguise, but that never gets brought up. That never gets, no. like, explained or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, that was just, like, a weird bit, uh, just to show that the Empire oh. is evil, which is, like, And we had the we emotional know. destruction, the, the emotional turmoil of the death of Wade. <laughs> no way! Wait, no! Yeah, after Wade gets a, uh, a bomb thrown at him because of um, Reva. Yeah. Uh-uh. It happened. Yeah. And yeah. also, Obi-Wan should have totally... Been, I would say Obi-Wan should have totally been seen with it, with Leia in the jacket there. Yeah, I, I said that last time. That was really funny. Like, yeah, how exactly. he didn't get caught. Um, What other writing problems? There? Oh, yeah, there was there was a writing problem of, like, Kenobi going off on his own and, like, like the escape pod or whatever. And splitting off and splitting off from like the rebel transport, mm. and and Vader looks at the rebel transport like follow Kenobi, mm-hmm. and but in Grand Inquisitor, the Inquisitor is like, but is like, but we can stop the rebel alliance like right here, like they're vulnerable, they're not going anywhere. You can just blast them now, but it's like no, we must follow Kenobi. And I'm like, 
can't you just send some tie fighters against against like either kenobi or or send you can go after kenobi like you're literally yeah, you going to do young shit he's literally uh, goes to does that I don't know. Now, if they if they both jumped into hyperspace at the exact same time, like the Rebels and Kenobi, and then they had to choose, then maybe that would be one thing. But even then, they didn't have a hyperdrive. Like, like, yeah, well, no, you're right. Exactly. They didn't. They couldn't use it. Yeah. Obi-Wan had, had a hyperdrive, but no, they didn't. They also, uh, one last plot issue, I guess I'll bring up is uh, Reva. I can buy her surviving a lightsaber wound as an adult because... Mm-hmm. A, she's wearing, like, Inquisitor armor. Yeah. So that might count for something. And B, uh, Sith have a pretty well-established history of surviving fatal wounds. Darth Maul yeah. has done it. Vader has done it. The Grand Inquisitor has done it in this very show. They so use, I'm fine um, with that. Revenge as a, to cling to life somehow. Yeah. Revenge and hatred are very big motivators. Yeah, but Reva surviving a lightsaber wound as a stab as a child? No way. <laughs> nope. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. If if it was a case of like a clone trooper like blasted her and she got like a, a glancing blow on her side and she fell over like a window or something and then like fell from view and I could buy maybe her surviving that but not like a full Anakin stabbing her through the chest thing. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. Not in the, like almost the same exact way that Qui-Gon got stabbed and died. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Um, but it wasn't all bad, though, because there was a lot of cool stuff in the last two episodes. Yeah. There was... The fight between Reva uh, and Darth was good. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, oh. that was fun. I Darth using but, the Force to grab that ship. That was impressive, and then he got played by the second ship behind him. I know. How he did got, he grab the he, other ship? I, I I guess he used his force energy, but I like to think that he he got so mad that they played him. He was so distracted by that. He's like, I got fucking played mm-hmm. by a bunch of farmers. God damn it! <laughs> like he was he was just like stunned that that actually happened. He was like, the fuck? Yeah. Even though you couldn't that see his face happened? yet, you could tell. Oh yeah, you could tell he was mad. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was bitter about that. Speaking um, of faces, uh huh. That, that face reveal. During that fight. Oh, oh my god. That was a uh, nice fight. Oh my god. That that fight was insane. It wasn't it was it obviously I mean, you don't see you don't want you can't Vader can't do backflips, mm-hmm. so you didn't get Revenge of the Sith, but you got a really good lightsaber fight with a, what looked like a lot of advanced techniques, but a lot of power behind the strings, a lot of cool yeah. force usage. Oh, yeah. uh, the and second the like rocks started back. Yeah, Obi Wan Obi Wan got his groove back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the second the rocks started getting thrown, I was waiting like, okay, when are we getting the Vader cracked helmet bit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it was coming as soon as they started throwing rocks at each other. It's like, and there we go. Oh, once you there saw it, it. Um, it was it was scary. Like the crazy, um, the crazy filtering in and out of like uh, the, the Vader and Anakin voices. Yeah, yeah, you could tell because it was mostly um, it was mostly Hayden Christensen, but then like w- the last word of it will be um, the voice modulator. Yeah, it'll it'll be James. It'll be the Vader voice poking back in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the one of the sillier things was like at first like a- like Anakin's face was like glowing blue because of like Kenobi's lightsaber. Then it slowly started to turn back to red. I'm yep. like, okay, that's a little. Mo- it's like yeah. he's evil. It's like okay, we get it. I like that. Um, I guess. 
uh, Obi-Wan's not supposed to feel guilt as much anymore because he he's told that it wasn't him that killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, in a weird way, like, Vader forgave him. Like, Yeah, honestly. Vader, like, forgives him. Like, and, and it's like, that's really interesting because at that point, like, I'm sure... That confrontation was for, I guess, both of them to move on. Yeah. Basically, from all that, from that years of burying all that guilt and, and trauma yeah. in a weird way. Like we said, because, like we said at the beginning, we, like, it was awesome to know that Obi-Wan didn't know that he was alive. God, That's true. I didn't, and I didn't even think about that until it was brought up. I'm like, oh, yeah, he, why would he think that? Exactly. Oh, can we just give a nice round of applause for Aunt Beru for doing something? <laughs> she did something! Aunt Beru! She pulled, out a, she pulled out a shotgun. Oh, my God. Did you, did you know that the actress for that ch- uh, for her used to be in a cult? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, God. She was in the Nixium cult. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was... Oh, my God. What's... I forget her name. Bonnie mm-hmm. Peace, I think is her name. Bonnie Pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look that up. Yeah. It's... Um, it's... Who is that a story? I think Jericho did an interview with her once. Or someone oh, else that was in okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, she actually got some lines, because I think in the first movie... And, um... And what was it? Attack of the Clones. That one. Yes. She has, like, a line where... She has one line. She says, hello. Ah. Oh. And that's it. She does nothing else. Good. Well... Well, I'm glad she got some lines in here, and I'm glad she got to do, do some cool stuff. Brew did um, something! She did something, yeah, very nice. And I like that, yeah, she took initiative. It's like, all right, well, she's coming. Mm-hmm. So, like, buck, uh, time to puck up. Mm-hmm. Time and to they, they, up they, they tried, they did a good job trying to fend off Revit. It didn't work, no. but they tried. Yeah, they did their best. I'm surprised neither of them died. I mean, obviously, we knew neither of them could die, but... You know, no. she didn't use yeah. en- enough of the uh, force, I'd say. But like, at uh, points, I would have thought, "How did you miss?" I don't know. That could just be me, though. Yeah. Did uh, how did Revan miss or how did Baru miss? Uh, Bar- both, both. How did yeah. both miss? Well, well, Reva's severely injured, and Baru um is probably still terrified because I imagine dealing with a Sith is very different from dealing from Sand People. Oh, Tuscan yeah. Raiders, excuse Tuscan. me. Good. Yes. Okay. Can't say that. That <laughs> eh, doesn't matter. No. No. They, we, they, they call go, them. They call them that in the like the show. Yeah, I multiple know. times. And you know, we know that. I, I know what you meant. I know you're not racist. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. It's not. It's an. It's I, an I, allegory I, I, though. For everyone who don't know, it's an allegory. Did you know? Star Wars is an allegory for our world. I just bit my microphone as I was doing that. Oh, boy. (laughs) Eat your microphone. Consume. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Consume microphone. Uh, Uh, And, like, two more things. One, uh, we got the meme. Yes, we got the hello there. We got... we, We... Hello there. We got that because that's the that's the Disney rule. You get one meme, you get one, and that's it. We got one from yeah, uh, Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man got the got point. Um, well, Spider Man got the point, and the uh, Norman going. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself, so we yes, got two technically. Yes. Obi Wan got the and hello there, and he did it more like Alec Guinness's hello there instead this time. Exactly, and that and I did like that little touch. Is just like okay, now we're at. A New Hope, Kenobi. Oh, oh my God! I just saw a meme earlier today. It was like when you have a job interview and the hiring manager's first words are "Hello there," and you just go, "Oh, oh God!" <laughs> oh, uh, 
Next time I'm gonna probably and do it, I'll be like, General Kenobi! Immediately kicked out. Oh, and, I can't wait. And finally, after Obi-Wan moves out of his crap oh. cave, I loved how he looked back at it to like, ah, oh, the memories, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's a cave, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, move on. And, and we end, of course, with Obi-Wan riding off his camel, and he finally bumps into, who else? Qui-Gon Jinn. Took you long it comes enough. In at the very, yeah, it comes in at the very end. I was thinking, like, are we are we gonna get Qui Gon in this thing? Oh yeah, we are. Like the very last minute. Yep, for a second again, yeah. just a few seconds. Yeah, are we getting a season two? Yep. Uh, I mean, I That's I would like confirmed. a season two. It's it it's like the old saying, "I want more, but I know I shouldn't." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like this season one, like they clearly wrote it. As like, hey, if if for whatever reason we don't get a season two, this is a good, still a great way to end it. Mm -hmm. um, I so I guess I guess um, season two will probably be Obi Wan and Qui Gon doing Jedi more doing like Jedi stuff. I think I I would hope it's for the training so that way he can become the Force Ghost. I, I know, I remember, like I've said, I've seen an arc of that in that had that Yoda start in and the yeah, Clone Yoda Wars. did yeah, Yoda did the the Ghost Trials exactly. So maybe he'll do something similar, but he's also getting tracked at the same time. Oh, and like yes. maybe inadvertently from doing that, like Anakin's chasing him, mm. but he does it himself at the same time. Like they oh. both pass the trial or something, because that explains how he'll become a ghost at the end, too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that, that might be a fun idea. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's me rambling right now in an idea. <laughs> Um, other than that, I don't really know what else much to say. This was a fun series. It had some weird issues. Darth Vader stuff is, is great. But some of the other writing choices could have been... Eh. He, like Obi-Wan getting around that barricade in episode 3 with the laser thing. He could have walked around it. I'm yeah. Sorry. Everyone he could have tiptoed around it. Just literally. like put one leg up and one leg around Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was reviewing. I was editing our episode where we talked about those first three episodes, and you used to go, "This show is really violent." And I go, and I started cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that's sorry. I'm just I'm reminiscing now because he's a kid. Mm -hmm. There's a person getting their neck snapped on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do. That's exactly what you did last time too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I think honestly we only have time to talk about one more thing. I think yeah. we should combine Miss Marvel when we get to Thor, when we ever get to talk about Thor. Yes. So, The Boys Season 3! Yeah, how was it, Jared? Freaking good. Yeah, I, I kind of spoiled myself in how it sort of ends, like the last episode, like synopsis. So, I yeah. mean, you can talk about as much as you want about it, I don't mind. Yeah, so I think I had had heard rumors that this, that where the show had left off in Season 2 was where it kind of would be in Season 3. Yeah, they're officially all set up as a squad now. They're all leader. They have, like, their own base of operations in the Flatiron building of all places. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? In New York. And, um, let's see, he was working for that senator still, that, uh, Victoria Newman. Yes, she's still the head popper. How fast did they find it out? Pretty quickly. Uh, the first three episodes, by the way, were released on the same day. I, I think I've mentioned how I like the way that sometimes it's done with releasing stuff. You release a few episodes and then a bunch of it, or you just release... You gotta do it in segments. I don't know. It's either weekly or a few and then one at a time. You, you get yeah, what I mean, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's what mm -hmm. What's Their Name did. Let's see. What else do I think happened? Um, I liked what they did 
with Soldier Boy also, making him a total prick, of course. He had to be a total yeah. prick. Mm-hmm. I think um, that Homelander just is way more and more nuts. You know, I can't yep. give a real full thing with this show right now. What I can give you is some fun notes and such that I had heard. Like, I had heard that people did not realize that Homelander really was supposed to be the bad guy up until this season. Like, there are people who don't, re- who don't, who didn't get it. Jesus. Right? <laughs> that is, that is like, I don't, I don't understand. Blank did nothing wrong. And it's like, are those same people the people who um, look at, like, Kira from Death Note, it's like, he's not doing anything wrong. And it's like, dude, look at what you're typing. Like, that's like, Kira mm-hmm. from Death Note, Griffith from Berserk, uh... Griffith did nothing wrong. Uh, Joker from... Joker? Yeah, Arthur from Joker. <laughs> oh my god. Like, do you miss the point by... If you're idolizing them, congratulations, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw um, some sort of interview where, like, Jensen Ackles was asked to do something by the showrunner, and he said no. I heard this. Yeah. What was it? I can't remember what they, it was. They would not go into specifics, but it was not. Okay, they wouldn't very... say. All right, yeah. Let's just say uh, he wouldn't do it as a family man and a father. Okay, got it. <laughs> I, th- I think it was something gay. Which... Probably. There's something in the comics that I guess I'll say from the comics is like, uh, for Soldier Boy, he thought the way part of the initiation process to join the seven was to have sex with Homelander. That was like, he, like his character, like soldier boy thought that that was like the initial process. And Homelander was like, no dude, what are you talking about? That's I know. not what it happened. The comics were weird. The comics were very different. I think they were going to have uh, him, her, uh, sexually assault his young ward. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Because there was there were jokes and rumors about that already. Oh yeah. Also, mm. temp V is a thing. Temporary compound V is a big thing. Yeah. Big Butcher gets show. powers. Does Huey get powers? Huey gets powers. Atta boy. Yeah. Cool. Does he just get like generic like Superman powers, or does he have something interesting? Actually, he has something quite interesting. Cool. Good. 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 That you'll think is kind of ironic. Yes. Um, a train's okay. trying to fight racism, and no one wa- and no one believes he actually wants to fight racism. Yeah, because it's all through like glitzy, Marketing. like yeah, highly produced commercials. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like yeah. I've said before, that freaking one of the Kardashian, one of the Jenner uh, Pepsi ads that they did that whole Pepsi ads. Uh, it was a beautiful recreation of that. Where was it? There was something else though about. Excuse me, people like uh, Homelander, bad guy. I'm trying to find... Whoa. Far-right... Ah, there we go. Far-right fans of the boys are stunned after finally realizing that Homelander is evil. That sounds like an like a article from The Onion. Like, what? That's not real. Mm-mm. It's real. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Let's see. Homelander is a rapist and a murderer, and there's hardly an episode of The Boys where someone doesn't lament that the most powerful being on the planet is so morally grotesque. The second series ramps up that the Homelander is evil message as he starts dating an actual Nazi and stays with her once her secret is revealed. (sighs) Oh boy, and there's pictures of the subreddit being in in chaos, because right-wing users are whining about no politics, but it's impossible to talk about it because Homelander's a fucking right-wing nut. Stupid. Yeah. 
who just wants attention. And that's really what it all comes down to also still. Like, Homelanders clearly just need that is way too strong for attention. His image is the most important thing to him above mm-hmm. all else. Why do you think he lets all those people at the plane die when he realizes he can't save all of them? Mm-hmm. It's because he doesn't want any of them to live to tell them that he fucked up. Actually, that comes up at one point, too, and he says, fuck it. Because if you release it, I'll kill everyone. (sighs) Okay, I gotta get caught up on the boys, man. I gotta get caught up. Oh, yeah, it gets worse. It gets even worse. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't wait for you. I can't wait for you to 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 ask me about episode six. (sighs) (laughs) You're like, Jared, what's herogasm? Oh, boy. (laughs) And to those who know what the herogasm is, ooh, boy. Looking forward to that. Yes. So, I think that's that's all I'm going to say right now about the boys until you see it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we got to wrap things up here. So, Jordan, what are you gaming? What am I gaming? Well, I decided to take with me uh, to Toronto just to pass the time. And for the plane ride, uh, I finally bought Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Hell yes. For my Switch. And I've mainly just been wanting to just mess with um, all the char- all the crazy characters and training them to figure out what they do. Um, I haven't gone online yet. I was over in Toronto and my grandma's internet isn't the best. Mm. So I'll save it for when uh, I have time here. What characters am I a big fan of? Pac-Man's a... I'm good with Pac-Man. Bayonet is fun. Cloud is obviously fun. I like Bowser Jr. a lot. <laughs> I only downloaded two DLC characters. I downloaded Sephiroth and, and Sora. Sora's uh, the final character to be introduced into Smash Brothers. Uh, he's probably like the last one. Uh, his side smash, which is like the lock-on aerial Sonic Blade, is disgusting. It is crazy how much you can lock onto it it's basically just like another uh up smash with like recovery i like how when you're facing someone one-on-one when you actually uh deplete someone's uh life or destroy all of their stock instead of like the normal smash brothers uh game screen you get like the uh fade to white that's in uh that's that's seen in kingdom hearts 3 the attention to detail for sora is kind of insane because what do you what costumes do you get you get Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, Dream Drop Distance, 3. You get his uh, Steamboat Willie old uh, look. You get his Valor Form. You hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. There Hi. it is. Yeah, I just hope that I was going on. Valor Form, Wisdom Form, and, no, keep going, keep and Final Form from 3. Just the, the amount of costume that Sora has is ridiculous. Like, it's not just recolors, it's full on. Yeah. It's full like, on, you know, like, it's images. wild. Nice. Also, sorry about that, guys. I, uh, I, I let uh, voice mod do an update, and I should not have let it do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Sephiroth, is he good as well? Jared, have you played Sora or Sephiroth? Yes. Sora okay, is so Sephiroth's, like, hold... Sephiroth's neutral smash, which is, like, the big fireball, it does so much damage. <laughs> Too much it has damage. so much range. I to the point where I've just been using Sephiroth for um, the spirit challenges to just get more like mm-hmm. spirit characters, which has know. been kind of fun. Only knock really I have against the game is the fact that there's really isn't a proper story mode. 
I mean, there is. There is a story mode, but it's just like on this board thing. Yeah, that thing. Where you collect spirits. And I, I, I like that each of the the spirits that you encounter, they take like the sort of the form of existing characters and have specific conditions that are that are like in line with the spirit that's controlling them. I think that's a really cute touch. Mm-hmm. And they all have like uh, different conditions that relate to the spirit, which is a, a fun little detail. But I wish there were like more kind of cutscenes, like um, what they did with Subspace Emissary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would love me. to see more other than that. Other than that, yeah, I hope that if they, they're not going to make more DLC for Ultimate. There's no way that they can no, do it. No, they're done. They're done. No, absolutely not. Like, if you're gonna, if Smash Brothers is gonna come back, it has to be something completely different. We gotta wait till the next console, probably. Yeah, and they gotta Whatever wait till the is. next console, and they got to announce that maybe you'll see a new Smash Brothers game, and then Masahiro Sakurai's at his home, going like, "You motherfuckers, not again! God damn it!" Yeah, exactly. To get up out of my chair, and I have to come back down there and kick someone's ass. This game is do it. bad for Sakurai's health. Stop it. I know. He, he he puts, I mean, like, Sakurai, like, that dude's a legend. Like, he puts oh, yeah. so much, like, I think, I don't know if he was in charge of, like, the negotiations for all the characters, but I like to think that he was, because he must be so tired. He's so tired. Oh, that's Let him rest. Probably He's done enough. Probably as tired as me. Yeah. I'm getting tired. So that's my, what I've been gaming. <laughs> nice. Um, I tried some Nazi, to shoot Nazi zombies. With my girlfriend, because she wanted me to. Okay. Okay, what what Call of Duty game did you play? Because I've done some back in the day. What? Was it Black God. Ops 1, Black no. Ops 2? Did we play? I don't know what COD we played, but I tried it. Um, I'm okay at it. I could see myself yeah. playing it some more for fun with her. I wouldn't mind doing it. But I also want to just try other... Um... Oh, I tried Crash Bandicoot, the original, for the first time ever. Oh, wow. Was it like the remake or like the, the remake. original original? The remake. Oh, the remake. Okay, yeah. how was it? It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of how um, Crash stops on a dime and has no momentum. Because mm. he doesn't move like... Like Spyro, I was okay when he did that because it made sense. I would move around more in circles with him. Crash's mm. like surroundings like and the space that he moves in is more limited also because ha- almost half of the screen is being just the sides where you don't mm-hmm. interact with it all. You just see the art and this on the, of the sides, you know, and how it mm-hmm. interacts with the rest of the world. And so it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of trouble with some of the boxes. I want to be a mm-hmm. completionist, and mm-hmm. it stops me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if I'm going to try this, i got to do this, just play it through first, and then completion it. Yeah, you can go back. Mm-hmm. I know I can go back, and I will try it, because then I will master it, and then we'll be able to do it every single time. Yes. Somehow. I hope. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just like how I did with the Spyro games. I mastered those three games, or at least two of the three games. Um, but that's all I had to say about uh, gaming. What are we watching? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what am I watching? I finally watched friggin' Mugen Train. Yeet! How would you like it? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, that movie is gorgeous. Um, even my grandma actually, like, poked her head in just to check on me if I wanted snacks or whatever. And she saw, like, the, the first scene with, um, the grand master of the Hashira or whatever, a uh, blind dude. Yeah. Uh, walking through the, the, uh, the graveyard. And she looked at, like, it was showing the tombstones and things like that. And she was like, oh my god, like, that was drawn? 
it doesn't even look like it's drawn it looks so real <laughs> like oh, the yeah. detail like the like the art style of this movie is absolutely gorgeous um for the most part Oh, sorry. I'd say the attacks are the being the most beautiful because they look like a painting. Oh, all all of the budget went into the attacks. The Hinokami Kagura. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's his big move. Yeah, not a lot of the budget I feel went into like the flesh train. <laughs> it it does. I'm sorry, doesn't look good. No, the, I agree. The CG's it's, not good on that. Oh no, it's 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 horrible. No. Yeah. Um. We get. Oh God, let me try oh, and roll the character. We played. Yeah. Cold War Zombies. Cold War, okay. So that's like the one of the newer games. Okay, One yeah. of the newer Call of Duty games. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're playing on our PS5. Yeah. I won't go over the plot since, Jared. I'm sure you've covered it, but it's all... It's all dream stuff, and I'm trying to remember everyone's yeah. names. Uh, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, Nezuko, uh, Boarhead Man. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name right now, too. Inosuke. Uh... Yeah, Inosuke. Uh, Ren Goku, we got uh, lots of time with him. He's great. Mm -hmm. Great introduction great. to him. Um, more calm than you give him credit for. Yeah, he, he's, he's, not, he's not necessarily like the super happy guy you initially think he is. Mm -hmm. But yeah. he's, he, he, feels like, he feels like the all might of the show. <laughs> Almost. Kind of, I'd say, yeah. Almost an all might. Yeah, like, with how happy he is in the eyes, too. Well, yeah, except where all, all Might's eyes are more clo are closed all the time. His are just yeah. wide open all the time. Very yeah, brightly like he, wide. Like dude doesn't dude doesn't sleep. Even doesn't when blink. he does sleep, he doesn't sleep. Yeah, not really. Because he's like holds he, in his sleep. He holds like the what's her name? The little demon girl. The demon girl is doing like the uh, the dream sleep. Chokes him, chokes her. Yeah, While exactly. still unconscious. That's impressive. Mm. Um, we get. So this, I love how this movie is essentially, oh fuck, look at how strong the villains are. Mm -hmm. We're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie. Um, even though I I did like oh, his name, the the uh, the dream monster, the train itself. I don't know the. Yeah, like who, like who's who's like the first demon that we're introduced to with like with like the mouth for hand, the Daydara dude. I don't know his name either, to be honest. Oh god, hold on. Human Slayer. He is the train. Yes, he he basically like merges with the train essentially. Somehow, I don't get that yeah. myself, but he does. Yeah, somehow does that. Uh, Enmu. Enmu is yes. his name. Enmu. And we are introduced to. Uh, the whole train crashes. Also. Yeah, whole train ends up crashing. All the passengers saved. Looks like the movie's about to end, and then we are introduced to Akaza. <laughs> Yeah. Who is the who is a badass? Mm-hmm. Um, but ends up having to run away because of the sun rising. Yeah. And then Tanjiro proceeds to call him a big baby bitch pussy coward. Because he's <laughs> running he away from away. the sun. If exactly. He's running away from the sun and Tanjiro thinks like he's he's like running away from the fight. Yeah, basically. So I am looking forward to watching season two and I'm looking forward to Tanjiro versus Akaza. Oh, that's oh, in that show? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the first half of the season, by the way, is like the first seven episodes or so are just the re just the movie again. Definitely watch yeah. the first episode because the first episode gives a whole new context to Ren Goku, like a preset, uh, like everything before Ren Goku went on the train himself. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So it's we get really expanded cool. content. That's great. Uh, so that was that was Mugen Train for me. Uh, fantastic. I have to start season two now, I guess. Hell yeah. It's worth it. Very much worth it. Well, while you're doing that, I was also re-watching some Umbrella Academy. I've been doing that over the past few weeks because I wanted to watch season three. But then when I was watching the recap for like the previous season, I was like, 
I don't remember half of any to half of this. Yeah. What happened again. And then yeah. I was like, oh, well, might as well start the whole thing from the beginning. Yeah. And as, as of last night, I'm on season two, episode either three or four. I don't remember which. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm enjoying it again so far. I'm, I'm noticing a lot more things. There's even more stuff with like the first. How much of Umbrella Academy have you seen? I've seen the first season. Okay. So you know how Luther's on the moon? Yes. A lot, it's weird, because a lot of the time it's like, oh yeah, they were right. Oh wait, oh yeah, they were wrong. Oh wait, they were right. And a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. he was sent to the moon for a reason. I mean, the reason was because he didn't know what to do with him, but the moon still had to do with the ending. Luther was still right with how yeah. the moon had to do with the, the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. What was that? What else can I say? I definitely noticed some more things that came, that, that, uh, came out more obvious. I, like, I had forgotten that Hargreaves actually did kill himself. He was like, mm. I, I don't know why I'd forgotten that of all things. I now understood the day that wasn't again a little bit more and why mm. certain things still worked. Like how something still happened. I love how they, and how they also then like fast forwarded through some of the stuff that had already happened. And they were just repeating like Luther finding out that his time on the moon was a waste. That happens twice. The first time, though, it's with Allison, mm. and then he hangs out with Allison. Second time, he's all alone, and then ends up getting drunk, losing his virginity at a, cl- at a strip club. Or not a strip club, and a club. <laughs> a, a rave, that's what it was, a yeah. rave. A, and revealing okay, himself. Okay, rave, yeah. Yeah. Yes. In the end, I enjoy the show. It's almost difficult to, like, try and compliment Elliot Page at points, because at the times, Elliot, you know, at the time, during the first two seasons, Elliot Page was female. And we're just like, like, we want to say his performance, but he's a her at the time. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I, is this, like, the first, like, major instance of looking back at a person before they they changed? I think so, honestly. Wonder. Yeah, because that, that's really interesting. How That's interesting how people are kind of figuring that out. Like, looking back for, like, an Umbrella Academy retrospective whenever that happens. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so I haven't seen season three yet, so I don't know how well they implement the transition into the series. I hear it's decent. So, mm. but also I haven't heard much about Umbrella Academy, much people talking about Umbrella Academy season three. So, I mean, that's, mm. I mean, as I, was, as I was mentioning earlier about the streaming networks and how they release stuff needs to change now. We made sure we knew when we were complimenting the character and when we were complimenting Elliot, Elliot's yes. performance. So it's, it's basically a distinction of that. That's what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. When you want to say how much you love the character, or what you know, what Vanya do- does in the show, or you know, like how you understand Vanya, or like in a sentence, or uh, or not, or uh, one perspective or not, and then you know you gotta comment then just Elliot Page's acting. You say his acting. Oh, he was so great in this, and I'm saying he and he's she at this moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. If I, I might be rambling a little bit, but hey, it's a good show still. Keep watching, I guess. I, I gotta get to season three. So tell me about the spies. All right. So I decided to watch while I was also there. It's like, yeah, let's like, let's see what's on sort of like the TV, like streaming Mm -hmm. because she has like actually a streaming set up there. And I just like one of the first things that came up was the new anime spy family, which is uh, basically the simple plot is that you have a spy that gets a new target who is a political figure that also happens to be an important member of this really prestigious uh, boarding school. And the agency's idea for him to infiltrate it is to pose as the father of a family, 
it's basically like start a family basically hmm. marry some marry a wife and have a kid <laughs> and then infiltrate the school now obviously this is a time sensitive mission so he's like okay i gotta marry someone like immediately and adopt and the woman that he happens to marry is a very violent assassin undercover and the daughter that he adopts is is an esper a psychic oh so she can read people's minds and what's the really funny part is that she is reading both of their minds so she knows like what their deals are but she doesn't say anything Hmm. so so and but she's like this is she's like this is incredible this is it's this so much is fun. really like my favorite this is my favorite spy show oh. in real life this is the coolest thing ever and to the point where one of the coolest uh, set one of the coolest set pieces so far is that is that she wants uh, the dad to actually actually recreate a scene from her spy show mm-hmm. by posing as like the spy hero character and the agency. In order to keep the cover going and to make sure that like she stays happy and whatnot and the family stays happy, the whole agency comes in to recreate this scene <laughs> and they use like live bullets on him <laughs> because they're like, oh, let's oh, let's let's test this motherfucker. He's the best agent on this on the team. All right, let's test him. Damn. Um, so that seems really cool. Um, they have uh, this ridiculous uh, they go to the school for Anya to get in, the daughter Anya to get in for the entrance exam. And as like all the parents and kids are walking in, like all the instructors are literally failing some of the families depending on like how they walk. Like it's that kind of school. Oh, that's yeah. Stupid. It's like this super prestigious boarding academy where Anya barely passed the written exam. And now it's like the big exam, which is like the big evaluation and interview and all that. And the school is being run by who I can only describe as a um, Mr. Harriman-looking motherfucker. He looks like the bunny from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends if he was a human. Like who? Basically. Who from Foster's? Uh, the, you know, you know, you watch Harriman? Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Yeah? Yeah. Miss Francis, the, the, the rabbit. Oh, Mr. Harriman. Yeah, he, he, yeah, the, the manager that looks like a human version of that son of a bitch. Oh, and he's and he's like going nuts over the um the main family because every test like gets like thrown at them it's like they they bring like spare clothes they mm-hmm. bring like spare suits and all that stuff like there's they even like plant like one of the kids to be like sort of trapped sort of like in a well and it's like okay let's say how you get out of this without getting your clothes dirty and they managed to do it nice. <laughs> in a really funny way nice um, Spy X Family is pretty charming. I think I might watch the rest of it, honestly. I'm not big into anime yet. This one is, this one's cute. I enjoy it. Nice. Action, uh, action's good. Some of the comedy scenes are pretty good. Yeah. I don't really have anything bad to say. It's nothing extraordinary, but it's, oh, I was just saying how I can see why this is popular right now. Mm, definitely. I see. Yeah. I understand too. Well, while you're seeing that pretty popular... I was talk. I was watching stuff about cults. Oh boy! And uh, I also want yeah, watching a lot of true crime now involving cults. And uh, yeah, I were uh, uh, I watched Wild Wild Country mm-hmm. with um with my girlfriend. It was about this guy, the um, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who was a guru. He was a guru yeah. in India, 
and uh well, he, let's see. He rejected institutional relations, uh, religions, uh, emphasized the importance of free thought, meditation, mindfulness, love, celebration, courage, creativity, and humor, qualities that he viewed uh, as being suppressed by the adherence and static belief systems, uh, religious dogmas, yeah, basically. In advocating a more open attitude towards human sexuality, he caused controversy during the late 60s and became known as the sex guru. Mm. Yeah, because people would start having sex more freely and openly, basically, and not be yeah. in like couple, and not be in like you know, um, committed. Oh, so public, like public exposure. Yeah, some of that. There was like a legal uh, marriage setting. There's this woman named Sheila who was basically in control as her. She was the secretary to him, and um, led a lot of the stuff, and basically was in charge of a lot of what happened around him. Um, at the time, and then eventually, he was going to get kicked out of India, I think, because of other religious people there. And also, the compound that he was on was getting too big um, for all the um, Europeans and Americans that were coming over and wanting Ooh, to join them. Okay. So, so the reach, so the reach was global. Okay, wow. Yes, yes. And yeah, with that, did, then, I don't think Charles Manson had that. I don't know. Uh, Did Charles Manson have people coming in, like, from all over the country? I don't think so. Like, all over the world. Yeah, but then, after this, they couldn't fit, so they couldn't fit in the commune anymore, so they bought up this huge plot of land in a random town in Oregon. Boy. And moved a shitload of people in, (laughs) and they basically took over the town. This town was, like, a retirement town, like, less than 100 people in it, all old people, like, 50 and up. They were not happy. <laughs> you know. At the time. Um, and, jeez. It, God, were a lot of them old and racist. Like, all these people wanted to do was, like, a lot of the beliefs and such and, and systems, some of it that they were pushing are stuff that even, like, we see now could as possibly being normal. Like, even being, like, sexually active or freeing. Not being repressed by uh, other religions. And they, they took over town. Ta- they basically took over town. They were being, like, remarks on that people were, uh, but... They had to show their strength, apparently, too. And with that, they started poisoning some people that were nearby. Like salmonella poisoning. Um, oh. They would start getting uh, rich benefactors, too, came in. And they started giving they started giving the Bhagwan some drugs. And he became a drug addict. He was, like, silent for three years. Oh. Like, Sheila was running the whole compound for a few years. Then she gets kicked off. Because they see she's mm. probably doing some illegal shit. She's on the run from the law. Her and like, oh boy. yeah, and this group of like 20 people that were her inner circle all run. Mm. Bhagwan like goes and he's like, she betrayed me. I hate her. She's a horrible, horrible person. Um, mm. Sorry for the accent. I, I just, just tried. I didn't mean to put that on at all. You, you ain't you ain't trying to do a pool. I was not. not I was really pool. not trying to. I was just trying to like say it straight, and it came out that way. <laughs> uh, whoops. Yeah. It's like I, she betrayed me. I, I can't. I can't. I don't. I can't do this. Like uh, she must be found, and she'll burn. And it's like all this stuff that's like the opposite of what he was teaching. Almost like Boy, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. But also, I kind of got enticed because the way it was introduced to me was like I thought this was gonna end up like Jonestown, and I didn't. Which, uh, I could say I said said to you before I was disappointed by that because I was I thought that's what we were leading up to all the hype. 
and that's the way and they were just trying to use it as a relation but uh, no it didn't happen no you had to put your wrestling sign away that said what you wanted on it. it's just like oh man yeah exactly you had your t-shirt ready <laughs> Kill, 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 kill. <laughs> like it's Spider-Man. Yeah. God, do you believe that that movie's twenty years old now? It's the original Spider-Man movie. Fuck. <laughs> twenty years old. God. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a six-part series, um, limited series, like hour-long episodes only on Netflix. Wild Wild Country is the name of the show. Um, mm. It's worth it. I I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's nuts. Mm. And speaking of nuts, things the amount of time that's gone by two hours. Holy fuck. Yep. I, I I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. <laughs> we're done, guys. We love you all. Thank you so much for joining and listening again. Take it away, sir. Yep. Yes, thank you so, so much for joining us here this week as Bumblebee gets knocked over again. Whether it was watching us live here on twitch.tv slash JNJ underscore Securecast or listening to the audio recording of this podcast on our various platforms, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn Radio, Alexa, Listen Notes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Pandora, and you can listen to and download all of our shows, episodes, podcasts on Podbean. J and J and J securecast.podbean.com. Uh, don't forget to share the show. Let, Let us know, know when you're listening. listening on social media. Tell a friend or trick a friend to listening to our show by telling them it's something else only to find out that we're cooler. Find us uh, on our Facebook page, which is our main source of information for us at facebook.com slash JJ pod. Follow our Twitter and Instagram at JJ pod. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, at which you can do by checking out the top left corner of the screen. But if you're listening to this right now, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at jryan9000. I guess it's over. It is more. It is 8,999 plus two. Good. It is over 9,000. Yes. And you can follow me on Twitter at jgalls1918, Instagram at jgalls15, and Twitch at twitch.tv slash jgalls15. That joke I did just died in crib. If you're listening to us on Podbean or Spotify or any other audio medium uh check us out when we're live on twitch at twitch.tv slash j and j underscore securacast so you don't have to wait for the latest and greatest content you can just watch it as it's happening being recorded uh we go live on thursday nights we usually start around 7 45 maybe 8 at the latest and we stay we stay on try to keep it to nine didn't work this time mm-hmm. um but you can join us and interact on the conversation here on Twitch. Yes. Yes. Uh, and please feel free to email us with suggestions about topics that we can talk about or just kind words in general at jjsecurecastpod at gmail.com. Big thank you to Adobe Stock Music for our intro theme and Purple Planet Music for our outro theme. And with that, I think we have locked up the Securecast for this evening. Hell yes. uh, and got... we're recording this podcast on an evening with no rain. Yeah. No thunderstorms. Oh, this yeah. This is the first God. time I feel like in a I feel like the first time in a while that we've had recorded on a, a night with good weather. Yeah, honestly, that's right. I think you're right on that one. Oh, well, and as long, well, hopefully we get to record next week as well. With, with this, oh, yeah, oh, the same I'm conditions. excited for that. I'm excited to get back into the rhythm finally. I feel like we were supposed to have um, some horrible weather recently that didn't happen. Also, like yeah, yeah, there was like like tornado warnings and th- and like thunderstorms, and it's like we got nothing. 
Nothing, nothing for us here in Jersey. Which, which is good. Yeah, honestly, good, because we already get hurricanes, and that's enough. And, <laughs> and the winter. We already get the winter, and that's enough. Yeah, that's happening again soon. Can't exactly. wait for that. Yeah, well, in the, from the midst of summer. Yeah. So, with, with that all being said... Thank you guys so, so much for listening in and joining us, having a great time. Oh my god, it's been a long one today. Jordan, you had a great time at TFCon, I see. I had a fantastic time at TFCon. Hell yeah, man. Oh god, gotta go to cons again. Yep. Well, alright. I don't have much else to say. I'm not dragging this on too long. I'm tired as hell. I had a very long day. (laughs) I gotta get to bed before work in the morning. I gotta be at work in 10 hours. Great. Great. Love you all. Have yourselves a very good evening. Bye-bye.